Hello, and welcome back to the Slow Growth Podcast. This episode is called A Case Study in Inner Relationships. Inside us, we have these mini-selves or inner voices, which have relationships with each other. They often disagree. Sometimes two of them agree, but they disagree with a third one. When I don't have any coaching clients scheduled for a day, my inner voice that loves freedom with no responsibilities is in conflict with my voice that says I have all these projects I'm trying to work on, and why can't I use my free time to get those done? These pull against each other, trying to get control of my attention, energy, and decision-making. Since I am both of them, the more I can get them to play nicely with each other, the more aliveness I will generate. Giving myself the gift of free time satiates my voice that wants freedom. Then I can take a break from free time to plan what kind of work I want to do, or just jump into something I've already started. Or I could do it in reverse, working first and then gifting myself empty time. Of course, I can't enact these compromises if the two voices are in a really bad relationship, in which they don't trust each other and always play for keeps. In this kind of situation, when I work, I work myself stupid, reducing my willpower to a cold puddle. It's like if you had a king in a palace who overworked all of his guards until they couldn't handle it anymore. Then my freedom-loving voice takes advantage of the guards being drunk and storms the inner kingdom. What do I do with this freedom? What any good angry mob does with a palace? Eat all the food, drink all the booze, set fires and steal the furniture. Metaphorically, of course. This is all inside my head. In reality, for me, it's something more focused on infinite food and TV. After a numbing festival like this, I have no energy to get back to work, and pretty much all I can do is realize what a mistake I've made, what a mistake I've become. After an appropriate rest period, the king returns to swiftly punish the looters with unforgiving bondage and executions. Never again will I let this happen on my watch, he says. But then I get back to arduous work until the vicious cycle repeats. Undoing this kind of inner relationship is difficult. Trust must be rebuilt slowly between the two sides. Boundaries must be enforced. Work has to stop hurting me and play has to stop burning what's left of me to the ground. First, we have to clarify the goals and roles of both sides in my life. Ultimately, the two voices have the same goal, my aliveness. After all, they're parts of me. It's like my stomach. Its ultimate goal is to increase my aliveness, but it only knows how to do one thing. And if my stomach keeps digesting even when there's no food in there, it will eventually kill me. It needs counteracting systems to keep its energy and work in the right range. 
My productivity-loving side loves just one thing. Same for my freedom-loving side. But I love both of them. I want both of them. I am both of them. The clearer I can be about their roles in increasing my aliveness, the more consciously I can decide when to let each one drive. I can clarify by doing thought exercises, like describing each side at its best. When can I remember being effortlessly productive? What are the details around that experience? When? Where? With whom? For how long? What came before and after it? And what was the motivation behind the work? When can I remember being totally relaxed about free time? What were the details around that? Once I've got my lists, I can search for the essential clues. What was different about these outstanding times? What was the essence of their successes? Was it the location, the people I was around, the motivation behind the work or lack of work, something that I did beforehand or anticipated doing afterward? I might not know exactly, but I'll probably have a guess. Then I can think about taking a very small version of that essence and bringing it into my life right away. Set up possible conditions for successful productivity and successful relaxation. Then I can test each one out. But which one to test first? The one that seems easiest. This will be less likely to cause an inner battle. The next step is to stop doing whichever one I've chosen, between work and play, and start doing the other one. If I'm practicing better freedom, I should practice better work afterward, and vice versa. Keep in mind that the goal is to build a better relationship between the two. That takes time, and it means investing less in maximizing each occasion of work or freedom. My work now is not as important as my freedom-loving side trusting my productivity mode and my freedom today is not as important as my productivity-loving side trusting my freedom mode. That's really important, so I'm going to say it again. My work now is not as important as my freedom-loving side trusting my productivity mode. And my freedom today is not as important as my productivity-loving side, trusting my freedom mode. This is the essence of what it means that everything is a relationship. How well you do at something today means nothing compared to how likely you are to continue doing it again tomorrow and all the days after that.